and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where we tell you all about a strange thing that's happened in history. I'm Amelia Edwards and with me, as ever, is my co-host Barnaby King. Hello. Hello, and how are you doing today, Barnaby? I'm fine, but what are you doing up? Get back into bed, you need to rest. (laughs) You need to rest, you've got a broken arm. I have got a, well, I've got a broken radius, which is only half of the arm. It's a broken arm. (laughs) Sure. Start milking it more. (laughs) Amelia has been involved in an accident at work that wasn't her fault. She could get £200 if she calls Claims Direct. I don't think we should be advertising anyone. We don't have any sponsorship deals. (laughs) Is Claims Direct still a thing? I don't know. No, neither do I. They could be. I don't really watch much TV that has adverts in it. I just remember all those adverts like lawyers for you. Yeah, injury lawyers for you was yeah. always a good one. Like cuz they always had that moment where there's like this guy up a ladder and he's like and they gave me the wrong kind of ladder I and was then actually given the wrong kind of ladder. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. And then they're like and then you have the black and white version where it slips. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. This is not history. Unless it is. I well, don't know. it happened in the past. True. <laughs> That's history, right? Well, in in a sort of like in my injured state, mm-hmm. um, I decided that I wanted to retreat back to something that's given me comfort in the past. Um, Shoes, <laughs> blankets, uh, Lombardi, our rabbit. Well, yes, also always. Um, but I was thinking more. Do you remember shoes? That- yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Do you remember, I think it was last year or maybe even the year before because, God, we've been doing this for a while now. I know, right? Um, it does not seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sense of time has really distorted since the pandemic. I was just thinking that normally quality improves over time. <laughs> we still don't know what the hell we're doing. Oh, hush. Well, it's got better than the episode I'm about to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, the Tulips episode. Oh, Yeah. So we did an episode... Stop putting yourself down. That was a good episode. It was a good episode, but I think we were still on the old mics back then. Oh, probably. (laughs) That's what I meant. Ah, those dark, dark days of the old mics. Ah, strange times. (laughs) Anyways, so you remember we did one where we talked about the Dutch tulip craze of the 1600s? Yeah. um, And how it was all like the origins of the futures market? Yeah. And I thought to myself that that was going to be the only time I talked about futures markets because I still don't really understand them. No one does. No. It's part of the whole thing of economics that's just made up. Okay, cool. That's good (laughs) because I've been straining my brain this weekend trying to work out what the hell is going on. You don't need to try and understand it. No one understands it. They just kind of do it and then they get money and then they don't touch it because they know as soon as they touch it, then it will all fall apart. Okay, cool, cool. Um, So I thought tulips were going to be the stupidest bulb that we talked about in terms of futures markets. Okay. Turns out they're not. Right. Um, Onions. Uh, Okay. Well, I mean, onions at least have a practical value. They do have a practical value. You can um, fry them up, put them on hot dogs and sausages. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you don't tend to mash onions. No, you could do two of those things. <laughs> My dear, would you like some mashed onion? <laughs> Staple of the diet here. I could imagine it being like some kind of, like maybe Eastern European thing. Possibly. If you, if you pickled them as well? I it don't makes know. me think of... Um, my mum used to make this mash, which was mashed carrot and swede. Oh, that's very English. I... 
could not stand it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> to this day, I I don't like the look of Swedes. <laughs> I mean, they're a weird looking plant. Uh, no, I was talking about the people. I don't like the vegetable either. <laughs> Goddamn Abba. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to start off by shouting out two of the main sources that I used uh, for this um, podcast today. Ketchup and mustard on that hot dog. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Just because I struggled so much with understanding what the hell was going on. So um, this is The Futures, Rise of the Spectator and Origins of the World's Biggest Markets, and NPR, Planet Money, The Tale of the Onion King. Thank you both. (laughs) Okay, yes, I'm just imagining a big onion with arms and legs and a crown. It's um, it's some sort of adventure time thing. You know when Jack Skellington comes into the town of Halloween at the beginning of the film with the big pumpkin on his head? Yes. Is that but with an onion? <laughs> and I'm Jack the Onion King. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to start us off for this story with... A law that you can still find on the Cornell Law website today. Okay. What country is this? This is the US. Right, okay. So in the US, there is this law. No contract for the sale of motion picture box office receipts, or any index, measure, value, or data related to such receipts, or onions for future delivery, (laughs) shall be made on or subject to the rules of any board of trade in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, they just jammed that in there. <laughs> the Which thing- is hard to do with an onion. <laughs> do you want to know what the weird thing about this is? There's a lot weird about no, that. No, no, no. It's the Onion Futures Act. Right. The box office thing was added on later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Box office receipts? <laughs> yeah, okay. So it it turns out that in 2010... Oh, wow. Okay, I very recent. <laughs> Uh, it's still going on about onions and box office receipts. The Motion Picture um, Association of America uh, like petitioned to have box office futures added to the onion trading futures. Right. So until 2010, onions were the only commodity in the US for which futures tra- trading was banned. Wow. And then in 2010, they added on box office futures. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much going on here yeah I mean, isn't there firstly why don't they just create a separate act or merge them and like just create a new like give it a new name they did merge it well okay <laughs> it's the onions I mean, futures mer- act and box office yeah routine. but merge it under a new name like the futures act or something i, I think they just couldn't be asked to be honest I mean, fair enough they were like we've got this act here already it's about onions i don't yeah. see why box office receipts can get added onto this yeah i'm i'm not sure about u.s law i mean i know i've got no idea no in this country i think it would be quite easy really to just merge those mm. i mean it'd have to go through parliament but i think it'd be one of those things where it's like an addendum right at the end of the day and there's about three people there and they all vote in favor because who cares you're just renaming the onion futures law yeah 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 <laughs> um incidentally if you violate the onion futures act um right. you are deemed guilty of a misdemeanor and if you're convicted of it, you won't be fined more than $5,000. So I think it's probably still worth it, to be honest. <laughs> if you're really intense about your onion futures, then yeah. Well, and your box office futures. Oh, I yeah. imagine you could make quite a lot on box office futures. Yeah, that would make sense. Although, God, there's some films you'd have lost it on recently, I would say. Cats. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, I mean, I we talked about it a bit so far. Uh, are you going to give us a, a like what futures trading is? Okay, so futures because tra- <laughs> I know, but. Yeah, our listeners might not, and you may need to remind them. So this is basically me summarising from what I can work out, and and I definitely know what it is. Okay, good, um, because I don't. Um, futures trading, as far as I can make out, is that basically you can make money by predicting how much things are going to be worth in be the worth future. In the future, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and originally, I think this started off because, for example, with onion farmers. Maybe they would have planted their onions, but onions take a long time to grow, so yeah. they could predict the future value of their onions and say, uh, like, set themselves in for a price. So yeah. say, I am going to sell a bag of onions for five dollars when the onions come up, yeah. and then if onions are worth less th- later on, they're still worth five dollars for this farmer because that's what they've like locked themselves into. Yeah. So you're you're trading commodities without the commodity actually existing yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole thing gets weird, but never mind. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I that I keep getting confused on is when you get to short selling, which happened with um, was it Game GameStop? Yeah, GameStop. Yeah. Um, last year, maybe. Well, I mean, that was um, was that short selling? I I can't remember if there's another name for it, but it was um, that what what happened there was uh, a bunch of. Oh god, what's like financiers or something? I don't know. Yeah, it traders. Was... <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember uh, trust funds, trust funds. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, people were like, basically, you bet that something will do badly mm-hmm. by kind of renting out shares and then selling them back and some shit. It's all it's, a bit. Ridiculous. I don't know how that works, but I'm not sure that's short selling. But I think that is short selling. Is it? Okay, maybe at least that short selling comes up in this story. Right. Yeah, and. That's what they're doing. Right, okay. More or less. Okay. So, uh, the reason why it's onions, that is the only thing that you cannot futures trade on in the US mm-hmm. until 2010, um, dates back to the 1950s. Right. And it dates back to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Okay. Uh, which I'll probably just call the Mercantile Exchange, like... For a while through this story because it turns up a lot. And because you hate Chicago. <laughs> Famously. Everyone on this podcast has heard your constant rants about the city of Chicago. Um, I've got an interesting fact about Chicago. Yeah? That you hate it? No. The word <laughs> Chicago right. comes from the indigenous Miami, Illinois word, Chicaqua, which is a wild relative of the onion. Oh my god. So it's the, so it's the city of onions. Yes, it is. Chicago is the city of like... The wild relative of the onion, yeah. Which explains why it's the windy city. Hey! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep, fart jokes. <laughs> are onions, like, are they cruciferous? What's the deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they can make people fart. They can uh, upset IBS. Oh, great, good. Um, all right, so. Um, in the 1950s, onions accounted for 20% of the futures trades on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Wow. So they were a really, really, really big deal. Yeah. I think what had happened was originally the Chicago Mercantile Exchange had been called like the Butter and Egg Exchange or something. The Butter and Egg Board. Right. Um, And they only did butter and eggs because those were both seasonal. And then they became less seasonal with like agriculture. Refrigeration. Yeah. 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 And then they became the Butter, Egg and Box Office Receipts Board. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Amazingly, in the 1950s. Actually, that could have worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. But no, they decided let's go with onions Mm -hmm. for reasons of their own. Right. Yeah. 
bearing in mind though at this point in time people felt that onions were more of a condiment um than an actual food i mean we kind of still do well i think it's a bit it's a bit of a mix but i reckon that's kind of the thing like onions are really versatile so so it's got to be easy to kind of you know sell a great deal of them yeah i guess so i guess so so in 1955, there were two onion traders called Sam Seagal and Vincent Kasuga. Okay. And they started buying up all the onions and onion futures in order to corner the market on onions. Right. And eventually, they owned 98% of all available onions in Chicago. Bloody hell. I know. And that's the Onion City. I know, it's the Onion City. And they didn't just buy up all the onions in Chicago, but also in New York, Texas, and California. Wow, okay. And apparently, this was such a big problem that 28 million pounds of onions had to be shipped into Chicago just to meet the actual demand for onions. Oh my god. I know. So, yeah. They they were basically like gathering all the onions, making sure no one else had any onions in order to create like a fake deficit. And are they the onion king? Kasuga is the onion king. Well, howdy there, boys. I'm the <laughs> onion king. Kasuga is a a really interesting character. Yeah. He actually lived in New York as in New York State. Right. Um, and he was the son of a Russian Jewish immigrant lady who had converted to Catholicism and he was really, really Catholic. Oh, Jesus. I was going to try and do an accent for him and then, yeah, I no, don't think that's, you can. that's far too many. There's, there's so much, <laughs> there's so going, much on. going on there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he was a farmer in, in New York and he, it wasn't enough for him. So, he tried trading in wheat. Okay. Failed miserably at this mm. and promised his wife that he would never trade in wheat again. <laughs> <laughs> wow how badly have you got to f- up that you've got to promise your wife that you won't trade in wheat again like like what did he do <laughs> he basically lost a load of money yeah okay like I, a I lot got, of granted <laughs> but like did he just eat it all himself or something <laughs> oh i think that it was one of those things where i think maybe somebody else cornered the market or something right I yeah i don't know but then he was like hey you know what you know what? I actually farm onions. <laughs> oh, yeah. The oh, thing yeah. I farm. I could trade in that. I could. Yeah. I've just been letting them pile up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd been selling the onions. But he hadn't been trading in onions, right, which, yeah. as we know, doesn't necessarily involve onions at all. <laughs> no, just the promise of onions. Yeah. <laughs> You're oh, trading uh... on a dream of onions. <laughs> That's so unromantic <laughs> this is why i think the onions are funnier than tulips because yeah. at least tulips you know they're beautiful they're special you get yeah. the magical ones yeah with like whatever specific mosaic virus they had yeah <laughs> with onions it's just onions like there's nothing special about these onions you're not trying to get special onions they're all just onions <laughs> I've just remembered that bit in The Simpsons when Grandpa Simpson tells the story about having an onion on his belt. As was the fashion in the time. And it might indeed have been, because we don't know how old Grandpa Simpson is. This is true. He was frequently involved in, like, World War II, wasn't he? Yeah. So he'd have been around in the 50s. We don't know where Springfield is. Yeah, true. So I'm going to go with, yes, he was heavily involved in this, and wearing an onion in in your belt was the fashion at the time. So... Um, Kasuga then decided that he was going to travel to New York every week, sorry, travel from New York to Chicago 
in his own plane, which he flew. Bloody hell. I know. Um, he decided he was going to travel to Chicago every week to trade on like a Monday. And then on a Thursday, he'd travel back to New York so that he could farm. He is entirely responsible for climate change. He did this <laughs> for several years. For God's sake. I know. Um, so like... He he did make a lot of money off onion trading like before he started cornering the market. Right. He used to be incredibly generous with this money. And over his lifetime, he gave so much money to the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> I know. this. He's a weird oh, guy. Oh, yes. Those poor people, they desperately need their money at the Vatican. He had audiences with three separate popes. Amazing. And was allowed to ride in the Pope's lift with him. <laughs> Which apparently is like a super honor. Like, you've got to be trusted. He did it once. And then the Pope was like, this guy, he smells of onions. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Never again. Okay. I've also that's got... <laughs> why, that's why the Pope-mobile has that bulletproof glass thing. It's so he doesn't oh. have to smell any onions. Yeah. It was like, you could drive in my car, but I've only got like one little pod. Yeah. And this is specifically why. <laughs> I have some car-related stories about him as well, actually, oh, okay. that I was literally about to share. <laughs> oh, well, fine. So he also used to give these extravagant gifts to his brokers at the Mercantile Exchange. Um, one year... when For he... you, sir, a golden onion! <laughs> <laughs> he just throws a golden onion into the crowd and it says, for the fairest on it. <laughs> Thus he starts the Onion Trojan War. Yay! <laughs> It's, God, what an obscure reference. That's not an obscure reference. That's a classic. For you. We were just watching. Um, we were just watching. Poirot. Uh, Poirot. No, okay, I, <laughs> yesterday. Okay, I get this. I get this. The thing is, I don't want to be snobby and be like, yes, we get that. Some people in our audience <laughs> might not. Okay, I'm because sorry. Because I don't think it's particularly well known. All right, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so... One year, he gave all his brokers a new Buick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's a car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, a car. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then on another occasion, he gave Nate Wertheimer, who was one of his brokers, um, a fancy Cadillac with a canvas roof. Like, I think it was one of those um, ones you could put down. Yeah, yeah. This is a story from the Futures book that I referenced before. Yeah. Fifteen minutes later, they were driving down Michigan Avenue when Kasuga, in the back seat, put his dirty feet on the ceiling of the car. <sighs> Wertheimer told him to take his feet off the ceiling of his car. Your car? Kasuga asked, and stuck his feet through the canvas ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's like such a dick move and also kind of cool yeah <laughs> i think this is the this is the view i'm getting of kasuga is like i think he's kind of a dick yeah but i think he's also kind of cool at the same time like that's that's literally him. yeah he's kind of it's kind of worth putting up with his dickishness because you know he's pretty cool and he'll give you free cars probably <laughs> yeah so he's these broken sugar daddy <laughs> he really is <laughs> One time. Onion daddy. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine if that had become a thing. Well, onion daddies. Onion daddies. <laughs> they made so, money in, so much money in onion futures before onion futures trading got banned. <laughs> yeah, that's the real, that, you know what? That's the real human cost of this. <laughs> All the onion daddies and onion babies. <laughs> that could have been created. Onion baby sounds cute. It does. <laughs> I'm imagining like a sort of little troll doll thing, but yeah. just with an onion for a head. Oh, it's like onion from Steven Universe, you know, the yes. little kids. Yes, oh just going yeah. Around like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. 
<laughs> I'm genuinely blown away by that. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so one time he also flew his plane until it ran out of fuel and crashed. Oh damn! And he ended up in a full body cast in the hospital. Wow! He insisted on getting out of bed and going home. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man after my own heart, as you see. He cured himself with onions. With onions. Well, there was a um, there was a piece of research done at the UVA a few years ago, which said that onions and garlic could help older women from getting osteoporosis. So, I don't know, maybe he's onto something. You know what? Wasn't... Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember if this was a thing. Wasn't it a thing in the book-slash-film Holes where, like, some magical onions or something? Oh, shit, I, yeah! I know, I know there's, like, peaches and peach jam or something. No, there is an onion but, thing. But it's, like, the, the, the family in the past, the guy has, like, onions. They're growing onions on the thumb of God. Yeah, that's it. I, yes, that's the mountain, isn't it? Yeah, it's the mountain, and it looks like a thumb. Yeah, like, like doing a thumbs up. And it's, it's magical onions that like heal you or some shit. I think they're just onions, but they're growing there because the water's fallen into the th- thumb, and it like for some reason this is wet, and er- the whole of the rest of the lake's dried up. I'm sure the onions are magical in some way. Oh wait, no, maybe they are magic because I think there's a whole thing about the gypsy curse. Yeah, in this. D- don't. Uh- <laughs> doesn't doesn't like giving the onions to someone lift a curse? Yeah, he gives the onions to Zero, and it's like what um, his ancestor had promised to do to Zero's yeah. ancestor, which would have healed her. And it's also <laughs> what he did to like make a pig really fat. <laughs> God, it's a good book, but very weird. Man, I didn't think that I would have to put a spoiler warning for holes in this episode. <laughs> I don't think that spoiled anything. I think it was the most garbled explanation of holes anyone has ever heard. <laughs> yeah, if anything, you're coming out more confused. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah magic onions but i think that's to do with the water not 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 the onions i'm sure the onions no you know what <laughs> let's just move on okay. we've already spent far too long talking about this all right so before kazuga cornered the onion market he had pulled some onion based bullshit before okay <laughs> one time he had bought onion futures and he needed the price to be higher so he bribed the local weather bureau to issue a frost warning for the region. Oh, damn. Which did actually drive the prices higher yeah. because everyone thought the onion harvest would be ruined. Oh, wow. The temperature never got below 10 degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So, right, yeah, it's yeah. like, he's he's good at this kind of bullshit. Like, yeah. again, he's, he's a dick, but he's fun. <laughs> okay, so... Back to the main swindle then, cornering the onion market. Yeah. By late 1955, Kasuga had stored 30 million pounds of onions. <gasps> what? How do you even do that? That's so many onions. No. So I think Seagull owned like a cold storage warehouse or something. And I think they were storing them in other places around the country you as well. You need about 20 of those for 30 <laughs> yeah. million pounds of onions. 30 million pounds of onions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> you could fill a little and still not have nearly as much as... Sorry. No, yeah, no, it's an extraordinary quantity. Like, an extraordinary quantity of onions. My eyes are watering just thinking about it. Um, That's called crying. 
Well, I'm not sad about the onions. It's just I imagine- am. Those oh. poor onions locked away in that warehouse, cold and alone, waiting to be sold. I don't think they're alone. They've got nearly thirty million pounds worth of friends with them. Fair enough. Yeah. Imagine if you. No. Imagine if you. <laughs> No, I refuse to imagine this. Continue. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so, they basically, um, they managed to persuade 13 of the big Michigan onion growers to begin purchasing their inventory because they said, we're going to flood the market yeah. unless you buy our onions. <laughs> you, Onion-based threats now. Yeah. They said, if you... If you um, buy some of our onions, we'll continue to buy onions, and therefore the price will still rise. That's a rather nice onion trading business you got there. Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> Actually, that would have worked. Why didn't no? Why didn't no one think about just blowing up the onion warehouse? Um. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So it rained fried onions that day. <laughs> Mm. Sounds delicious. It does. Uh, as a result of this, the onion growers bought nearly eight million pounds of their onions. Damn. Um, but then they decided that they could make even more money from all of this. So instead right. of just letting onion prices rise and then, you know, selling onion yeah. futures, they began to short onion futures. Right. So what they did, they predicted that the price of onions would go down. Yeah. And then they carted in loads of onions into Chicago and sold nearly 3.5 million pounds of onion futures at $1.02 per bag. They previously cost $2.75, so right. like way cheaper than yeah, they should yeah, have yeah. been. They'd also managed to accidentally trick people into thinking that they had even more onions than they actually did. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Because even though they had a cold storage warehouse, it had been like a year or something they'd been holding on to these onions. So they had started to go a little bit manky. Yeah. So... God, can you imagine the smell? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, Onion Futures was a really smelly business. And like this gets mentioned a lot in everything I was reading. (laughs) Um, so they sent the onions outside of Chicago to be cleaned. By- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you get professional onion cleaners or something. What a world. This is what capitalism does to people. It creates the profession of onion cleaner. Apparently so, yeah. So when all of these onions that were rotting were returned... People saw cartloads more onions being brought in. Right. So this made them think that there were so many onions. Yeah. And again, this meant that Kasuga got even more cash out of his yeah. onion trading. And then once they predicted that onions would be really cheap, they flooded the markets with onions. Yeah. They sold all 30 million pounds of their onions off, Oof. or at least they tried to, but they basically got rid of all of them. They were like, yeah. this is where they are. You've already paid for them. You're going to have to have them now. Yeah. Bam. Onions everywhere. Oh, my God. This drove the price of onions down to 10 cents a bag. Whoa. This is down from, what, $2 $2.75. Jesus. 10 that, cents a bag. That is ridiculous. The onions were worth less than the bags they were sold in. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, it's pretty good. And Kasuga made $8.5 million Oof. in 1950. Yeah. 
Damn, I mean, we were talking last week about Lester Hemingway earning £25,000 from his biography. And that was like, that that was enough money to set up his island. Yeah. This is a ridiculous quantity of money. Yeah, Kasuga could for sure have set up several islands if he wanted to. And probably nicer islands than the one that Lester Hemingway set up. He could probably have just bought Jamaica. (laughs) Rather than floating some bamboo off the coast. (laughs) He could have done such great things for the Jamaican fishing trade. <laughs> Flooded it with onions Flooded for a start. It with onions. <laughs> All right, so I'm sure you've already predicted this, but many farmers went bankrupt. Yeah. They, but... There were stories of suicides. I don't know whether there Oof. were any farmers who committed suicide over this, mm. but it was that bad. Yeah. Um, and in Chicago, the onion traders basically, they had carloads of onions on the railway tracks ready to go, right. but no one who wanted to buy them. Right. So the onion traders got really pissed off because they had to keep paying rent on the cars yeah. that they had the onions in while they were waiting to just figure out what to do with them. So one seller, who was called Maury Schneider, good name. Yeah, good name. Uh, he gave some away to orphanages and hospitals. <laughs> Just take them. (laughs) Take them, kids. Snack on this onion. I know. Eat it like it's an apple. I guess. (laughs) And then he also gave some of them to a friend of his who ran a gas station. Okay. He was able to give them away as a promotion for buying gas. Oh, wow. Like, that's how desperate you are to get rid of these things. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, converts them into biofuel or something. I mean, that could have been a good move. Apparently, a lot of farmers just literally dug their onions straight back into the soil. They were like... It's actually going to cost us more to to ship these yeah. things than to do anything else. So they just like turn them back into fertilizer. Yeah, um, I really yeah. <laughs> like for his own sake. I hope Kasuga has fled the country. He has not. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they also gave them away free with egg purchases, <laughs> which actually I think that's a good combo. That is a pretty good combo. You yeah, can make a good omelet with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And one butter dealer just <laughs> fed, he fed the onions to hogs and oh. just sold the bags. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good way of doing it. I guess so. <laughs> and eventually, they just dumped the onions into the Chicago River. So the Chicago River literally <laughs> ran with onions for a bit. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! Those poor fisher people. I know. Are right, gonna go down to the river, catch some, catch something. I don't know what's in the Chicago River. I'm gonna say trout, even though I'm sure it's not. It must have been too polluted for trout, even in the 1950s. I mean, yes, that's true. But I'm just imagining people going down there. They cast their rod into the mm-hmm. river and it's like, oh, oh, I've got a big one. Reels it in. It's just a sack of onions. <laughs> <laughs> Throws it onto the several sacks they've already got. Useless. <laughs> Kids go down to the river on Halloween bobbing for onions. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite good. I like that one. Thank you. So, yeah. So the regulators find... They filed a complaint against Kasuga and Seagull. And... Kasuga. They file. They filed the complaint entitled "What the f**k's happening with these onions?" <laughs> Pretty much, a hundred percent. Kasuga did have to go in front of Congress. Yeah. Obviously, by this point, he had hired expensive lawyers. Yep. And then he said the most American thing I have ever heard. These onions are made with freedom. He said, "If it's against the law to make money in the United States, then I'm guilty." Oh my god. 
That is the most American thing ever. Isn't that good? Like, Oof. so capitalist. Love it. <laughs> so he did, he did get punished for this. Good. <laughs> I've lost any sympathy at this stage. It sounds like he really screwed a lot of people over. He had his trading license suspended. Nice. For 10 months. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> and he had to pay a fine mm. of tens of thousands of dollars. A drop in the onion-filled ocean. Exactly. So on the whole, he came off pretty well. Yeah. So the onion growers had obviously, they'd had enough. Mm. And this was the thing, like, onion trading, they they never really liked the fact that it existed. Yeah. Um, and they'd accused it for a long time of causing a lot of, like, ups and downs in the onion price. Yeah. Um, because, like, it had had a lot of drops and things beforehand. It was mm. just like, this is the big one. Yeah. Um, so they worked to have onion futures banned. Yeah, fair. Um, one John Erfas, who I think was a farmer, but I couldn't find any more information on him, uh, wrote to the Chicago Daily Tribune and claimed that supply and demand no longer make the market. Now it is done by the gamblers. Yeah. I mean... That's, that's still sum- true. <laughs> yeah, that sums up economics, really. It really does. <laughs> okay, so... Because this was such a big deal and there were so many onion farmers being like, for God's sake, we can't put up with this anymore. People can literally play about with our lives. We're turning to shallots now. (laughs) So a Michigan congressman, Gerald Ford. Sorry, that Gerald Ford? That Gerald Ford, the one who later became the 38th president of the US. (laughs) Right. He proposed a bill to ban onion futures trading. Excellent. And in August 1958, the Onion Futures Act was signed. (laughs) Excellent. So, yeah, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange tried to fight back against this. Yeah. uh, But they lost and they... (laughs) They they... lost because everyone was just too pissed off. Yeah, no, genuinely, (laughs) that's the thing. They were like, onion... (laughs) We are sick of these onions. (laughs) Jesus, this is just to get the whole thing done with. They were like, okay, the thing is, onions aren't that big a deal, guys. And everyone else was like, for God's sake, quit it. (laughs) So they gave up and they moved on to pork bellies. (laughs) And soon the Chicago River was swimming with pork belly. Incidentally, apparently they they had to go and research pork bellies properly because a reasonable number of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange kept kosher. Oh, no. (laughs) So they had to learn a lot before they'd trade in it. Surely they could have traded in something easier. (laughs) I I think this was just the thing. Apparently, after a vacation, like what you want is pork belly because that's what you make bacon out of. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, So once Kasuga got over his 10 months of um, being banned from trading. (laughs) While he wipes his tears with dollar bills. While he wipes his tears with onions, (laughs) thus creating more tears. Uh, He decided to continue to trade. Obviously, he couldn't trade in onions anymore because they had been banned. But he traded in potatoes and pork bellies, (laughs) which sounds like a really good Chinese meal, to be honest. Yeah. So then he used his vast amounts of money to open a restaurant on his land, which was called the Jolly Onion Inn. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. Uh, And this became one of the most popular restaurants in Orange County, New York. (laughs) Oh, wow. He also became a a philanthropist. (laughs) To make up for all the stuff he'd done. (laughs) 
Or was it just so he could give away more cars? Um, well, I think it was so that he could get in more with like the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. So... I forgot he's Catholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, this is the point where he started giving all his money to the popes and stuff. Right. And he also donated a lot to local Catholic churches. Yeah. In 1987, he was named Pine Island Citizen of the Year. Oh, nice. Um, so it feels like he kind of got away with a lot of stuff yeah it really does according to the npr planet money podcast um his name is on pine island still resent him even though he's been dead for quite a while now yeah and and they consider him like historically a man you shouldn't do business with yeah that makes sense i have no sort of business interests at all and i don't want to do business with him Hey, so that's my very garbled account of the ti- <laughs> that time when America banned onion futures trading. <laughs> but I thought it was a wild ride, to yeah, be honest. that was brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for listening to That Time When. You can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4 and suggest any episodes to us at ttwpod at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please could you give us a five-star review and help us get our onion-themed madness out to even more people. If you don't, we will find you and we will plant onions on you. (laughs) Surely we need to plant, like, onions future trading stocks on them or something? No, I said onions and that's what we're doing. All right, fine. You wake up one morning, your pockets are filled with soil and onions. (laughs) Gross. Exactly. You don't want that, so give us a five-star review. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to Kevin McLeod for our theme song Anachronist, as well as any other music that Barnaby's used in this podcast. And thank you for listening. Now go out, invest in the eels, and apparently not onions. Bye!